Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you to another fantastic episode. If you are a business creator, if you are somebody who helps others win at the game of business and marketing, if you are striving to win at the game of business and marketing, you are in the right place. Our listeners fall into one of several different categories. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the business creators, the folks who help others build their own businesses. And, of course, we have do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the levers and manage your own marketing. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. We update the feed every single week. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Now, a lot of our listeners come to me, and they're asking about systems. How can they make their business run more efficiently? How can they plug the profit leaks? How can they automate more of what their business does, whether it's their follow-up sequences or the way their websites run or the way their marketing takes place so that they can spend less time editing and maintaining and more time educating and monetizing, which is a big part of what we do for our clients here at Help My Website Sell. I'm very happy today to have with us Kim Beckers, who's going to be our guest expert. And for those of you who may not have heard of Kim, she is a strategic revenue optimizer who works with successful entrepreneurs around the world to help them optimize their profits, multiply their impact, and realize more freedom in their business by connecting the dots between their business model, their systems, their team, and their revenue. This is a very common question that a lot of people ask us. She helps the business owner to get out of working in the business they can create the legacy business they truly desire, allowing them to deepen their ability to influence. This is something that we all claim that we have or something we all claim to aspire to, and we discover that many times it's easier said than done. Well, Kim's going to be here today to help us make it a little bit easier. She specializes in finding the hidden treasure being lost in your business. Each year, more than 23% of businesses fail, and one of the biggest reasons is due to money links. It's not a, money leaks, rather. It's not necessarily a lack of marketing. It's not necessarily a lack of effort. It's not even necessarily having a bad offer. A lot of times, it's all the money that's leaking out, and that comes from a lack of systems. Money that is literally falling through the cracks between your systems and business structures. And what Kim does is help you plug those leaks. Kim, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So what I want to do here, <laughs> yeah, 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 when we were in the green room before we began this interview, we were having uh, some conversations about the realities of systems, which will probably come up in this interview. And we're really, I'm really looking forward to sharing some of this because this is the, really the foundation of everything that we do as business creators. I find that, uh, uh, you know, people ask, well, what's the best system for managing your team? Or what's the mm-hmm. best system for autoresponders? And all this stuff is important, but Kim's going to take us to a deeper level and help us gain a more profound understanding. But before she does that, uh, Kim, if you could do us a small favor, let's take mm-hmm. a step back and give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little. I know I read off your bio there, and it's a great bio, but just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today, helping business creators develop these systems to plug the money leaks in our businesses. Yeah, so uh yeah, my 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 background is kind of very buried. <laughs> and I, I think it's what it, <laughs> I think it's one of the things that allows me to really um to see where the holes are. You know what I mean? Because I've been right. in, I've I've worked with lots of different kinds of businesses. I've um created my own businesses, sold my own businesses. Um, you know, started things out of nothing and turned them into businesses, and it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I've even worked for construction companies uh, in New York City, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I want to talk about people who don't know what the right hand and the left hand is doing. It's astonishing how they they can make multi millions of dollars um, and not actually make any profit in 
you know, what they're creating. You know, it's pretty uh, amazing right. to see how how can you be making so much money and not actually be making any money, you know. I remember working with uh, a restaurant one time, and he was, you know, he was doing like $5 million a year in sales, and he was bringing home $30,000. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? <laughs> not having he really he had literally no systems in place in his business there was no standard operating procedures you know so it's really interesting a lot of times i find that the entrepreneurs um and business owners that i work with is they they have a passion for what it is that they do and they're really super good at what they do um but they don't know anything about putting that foundation in place and so um one of the things um that was pretty cool when I started to realize that I kind of had this superpower of being able to, you know, take this really simplified approach to putting systems in place in a business and finding those money leaks, so to speak, was when I had, um, I decided that I wanted to create my own business because I love business and I've been around business since I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I had my first job before I could even drive and doing bookkeeping, <laughs> you know. Wow. Um, so I've been around business forever, and it, it allowed me to work with a multitude of different kinds of businesses. And I was like, okay, I want to create a business because I wanted to create a business, and I had um, just graduated and had a, with my degree in computer science, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to the web. I'm going to create a business. So I found a need in the marketplace for um, – a plus-size lingerie business, and I said, all right, right, let's do this. So I created that business, and it was really cool because just intuitively from all of my past experience of working with the, with these other businesses over the years, um, and then, of course, with you know my knowledge of how to actually create a website and the marketing funnels and all of that kind of cool stuff, I had created this business. And after two years, I was running this business for two years, and then my son was born. So I said, okay, something's got to give here because I was really enjoying how – it was kind of like an accident. Um, my service-based business was really an accident, I call it, because I was just, you know, helping people because they were like, how did you do that? Like, how did you get on the first page of Google? Or how did you how did you um, just start this business just like that? Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you people keep keeping people engaged? And you know, how are you <laughs> creating? Um, at the time, it was like ten thousand dollars a month, and the average order was seventy five bucks, right? So they were like, how are you doing that? <laughs> so I just kept sharing how I was doing it, like in these forums and stuff, and then. Somebody had said to me one time, he said, you know you could charge people for this? I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how my consulting business was born, and I was doing that while running the, the lingerie business and a couple of other um, online businesses that I had created that were dropship businesses. And then my son came into the world, and then I said, all right, well, what do I want to do? And working with business owners really lit me up. So I said, all right. So I ended up selling the lingerie business. And the, I think the best part I love about um, being able to do that, you know, create something from nothing and then be able to sell it as a profitable business to somebody else was, I, got, I actually sold the business to two real estate guys who wow. were older gentlemen <laughs> who do nothing about internet business, who know nothing about lingerie, <laughs> yet they were able to, my business was so desirable to them because everything was systematized. I knew exactly what it cost me to get a customer. I knew exactly how much each customer is worth to me, you know, um, how I got the customers, how I got on the first page of Google, how I stayed on the first page of Google. I had automated all of my systems with the drop shipping company so that um, when the order came in, it automatically went to them. And it was pretty much the business almost ran by itself, you know, except for like a little bit right. of customer service. It essentially ran by itself. And a small stock of things that I kept in stock, like stockings and stuff, you know, because I was paying like 20 cents for stockings, 
and I was selling them for 12 bucks, you know, but the shipping right. <laughs> was like a lot of money, you know, so I wanted yeah. to keep my profit good on that. So it was pretty cool, and that's when I really started to realize, oh, like not everybody knows how to do this stuff kind of like intuitively. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All I can, all I have to do is ask you like three more questions. We'll fall out the whole hour. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to tell you, that's a great story. And I myself, I remember when I was about ten or eleven years old, my grandfather, who lived next door, had a little garage sale he ran out of his well garage, and I just got so excited about the possibility of turning that into like the next Kmart. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and. Uh, I still have the antique cash register that was sitting in this garage. It was used to record the transactions. I mean, that, that, that's something <laughs> that awesome. kind of lit me up. Kind of lit me up. And when I was in college at Penn State and I was pursuing my political science degree, many a term paper did not get done until the night before because I found myself more drawn towards playing with my GeoCities websites. Don't even try and find them; they're no longer there. And this was back in like 1996 and 1997, and I really didn't know what I didn't know. But uh-huh. if I had owned it at the time, I probably would have been one of the pioneers in marketing competition auto sound equipment on the internet. <laughs> I remember those websites. <laughs> yes. yes, I took special care to make sure mine were taken down. So I kind of have had that feeling of wanting to work online and wanting to be involved in entrepreneurship since very early on. I think it's just one of those things you kind of you kind of have. Now, mm-hmm. what I'd like to do, if we get into the main part of this interview, is I would like to ask you one other question here. Uh, yeah. So here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help our entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me that they have pretty much anything they need to implement any recommendation from any guest expert that they feel will help their business, except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show, not only because we get a variety of answers, but also because we get a variety of interpretations of the question. So you tell me, Kim, how how do time and money factor into this whole concept you're about to share with us of plugging profit leaks and systems, other than the obvious? Oh, let's see. Other than the obvious, I mean, I don't, I don't know um, if it's obvious or not. I mean, it seems obvious to me, but sometimes when I discuss this with um, with other business owners, it's not so obvious. And that is, um, you know, I think at some point you need to make an investment, and you have to make the, de- you have to decide if you're going to make the investment in time or you're going to make it in money because everything is costing us is uh, is costing us an investment. And not making the investment in, like, putting something like systems in place in your business because you don't have the time and you don't have the money to do it right. causes you to not have the money and not have the time to do it. So it's actually like a catch-22 in my experience that at some point you say, um, okay, I'm either going to suck this up and I'm going to invest the time to do it, or I'm going to invest in somebody else's expertise to tell me what I need to do, or I'm going to pay somebody to implement this for me. Um, Because you could only really function so long without having systems in place. Now, I do find that a lot of times business owners have a system in place. They're just not aware that they have a system in place. Um, Because it's not documented and they don't realize that they have it in place and then they don't realize that there are certain parts of it that can be delegated to somebody else um, where if they're, you know, getting paid like let's say, I don't know, $200 an hour or something like that and they could pay somebody like a virtual assistant, you know, $35 an hour to do that task, then really it's not actually costing them anything to implement putting the system in place. Yeah, I think you raise a very good point there. And you know what else I find very interesting? And you know, let's just spend just a moment on this because I think it's so important to many of our listeners. Most of the business creators who listen to the Business Creators Radio Show have some sort of service or some sort of offering that they give to their customers. And yet in so many cases, and to an extent I'm guilty of this because I think we all are, is 
we do so many great things for our customers. We build so many case studies, success stories. But by the time it gets around to us doing it for ourselves, the children, the, the cobbler's own children, go barefoot. And people look at us and they say, well, wait a minute, I thought you were, I thought you were the systems guru. Why, why are your systems such a mess? And, uh, and I, don't, see, I don't think it's hypocritical at all, personally. But tell me your thoughts. I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, it's funny, and um, we were kind of talking about this uh, beforehand, and I know for myself, I really had to make a shift in perspective to say, well, why do I need help implementing my marketing funnel? I mean, that's one of the things I help people do to put this right. system in place in their business. Why am I – it was like almost, um, oh, my God, if somebody finds out that I don't – have this in place like what are they going to think of me you know so it's almost right. like you have to get over yourself and say well because i it's it's not worth the investment for you to take away from i mean for me what's really important is freedom and being able to spend time with my family and do the things that i want to do so i can either invest um, my time in doing the thing that I know how to do with putting a system in place, or I can hire somebody to do that for me and have a different point of view and have a different perspective where they, you can't see the forest through the trees, right? Even if it's your forest, right? And it's your expertise, it's, you just can't see what you can't see because you're inside of it. You know, you have to take a step out of it. Uh, whatever it is that you're doing, and a lot of times it takes an outside person to help you to be able to see that where you're like, oh, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'd like to point something else out here, too, that I've thought of as I've gone through this process. I freely admit my company uh, specializes in help pe helping people increase their website conversions and launch products and services, and we hire other companies to help us do the same thing for ourselves because, as you said, for us to do it ourselves is actually taking away from our profitability and it's denying us an outside perspective. How can I ethically go to my customers and my clients and say, part of the reason you want to hire me is because I bring an outsider's perspective that will reveal some of the issues that will help you increase your website conversions when I'm not allowing that outsider's view into my own business? Exactly. What would I be missing? from not having that outsider's view that points out things that are right in front of me, that because they're right in front of me, they look like what I believe them to, me, to be rather than what they are, that mm -hmm. gives me even more knowledge that I can take and translate into even more results for my customers. Does that not make a lot of sense to you, or at least a little bit of sense, or at least I'm not completely drunk saying that? Oh, no. I think that, <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I think that, and I think you raise a good point of, well, I'm going to ask my clients to, you know, a lot of times, like if you're doing, you know, business coaching or something like that, sometimes it feels like you're almost pointing out the obvious, right? Like, well, right. Uh, the problem's right here, right? Like the problem is right here. Um, and a lot of times it's because we're experts in what it is that we do. But oftentimes it's that you just can't see it because you're inside the problem, right? It's like, what is that, that um, there's a famous quote that is like, you can't f figure out the solution to a problem from inside the problem, right? The same thinking that caused the problem can't un find the solution, you know? Um, wow. It's really interesting, <laughs> right? Because it's like you need to have that shift in perspective, and you can't necessarily do that on your own. And I think you raised a good point with if you're going to ask your your clients to invest in you for that expertise and having that outside perspective, then to be an integrity almost, you need to be willing to do the same thing. You know, like um, I don't ever ask my clients to do something that I myself am not willing to do because right. you can only grow you you can only grow as far as you're willing to grow, and that's as far as you could take your clients. I thought, I mean, that's what I believe. You know. That's fantastic. And for our listeners who thought that, that Kim was going to give her top recommended project management software and that was going to be our entire interview, I, hopefully what we've done right here is liberated you to say, it's okay. Go to the store 
run by your competitor and buy shoes for your kids there. It's perfectly mm-hmm. all right. You don't have to mm-hmm. make the shoes for your own kids. It's 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 fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, it's better that way. I was so, just going to say, it's yeah. actually advisable to not do it. Right. <laughs> I'm almost afraid, on one hand, that you've already answered most of the questions we plan to ask here. But on the other <laughs> hand, if this is just your openers, I think there's still a lot more to be explored here. So let's dive in. Um, why is it so important to have systems in your business? So I think about it this way when we're talking about having a system in place in our business is if we don't have a system for something that we're doing in our business, we're literally reinventing the wheel every single time we're doing something, whether we realize that we're doing that or not, right? So um, I think the easiest way to really think about that is to give you an example, right? And probably an example most of us who do business online or even if we don't do business online can at least relate to um, like going through the process of creating a blog, for instance, right? So Uh you sit down, you're going to create a blog post, right? And, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, well, I don't really need a system for creating a blog post, right? It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy for, for doing that, right? So it doesn't take me that much time. And what's interesting is when I have my clients, um, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about putting systems in place in our business, it's because we want to be more efficient, because we want to have more time. We want to have more freedom to do the things we want to do, whether it's servicing our clients and doing what's in our brilliance or it's being able to spend time with friends and family and go to the beach or whatever it is that you like to do. Um, So really, it's like every single minute counts, right? Yes. (laughs) So anyway, right? So if you think about, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write a blog post, and then I'm um, I'm going to send it off to my assistant, right? Um, Now – you think, okay, did I include the keyword tags? Then you have to tell her, oh, do, when does it need to be scheduled? You forgot to tell her what category to put it in, right? Um, so maybe you've already started to um, delegate some of that, right? So you're just sitting down doing the content, but you're not. Um, there's not really a system around it, right? So I mean, a system. It could be as simple as creating checklists, like. Okay, so what category is this? What are the keywords that we're going to put in there? Where else does this need to go, right? Um, especially with, you know, con- you know, content management, there's lots of different channels, especially with all the social media that's popping up all over the place. There's lots of different things that probably should be happening to that one piece of content that you're sitting down to write. So when you put a system in place and create a checklist out of that, like, you can start to delegate more pieces of it, and you can also ensure that you're not having to think about what do I need to include? Like, oh, I forgot to tell her that it goes with this keyword or this category or um, that this is going to go onto this social media platform because it's the one that's on Tuesdays and not the one that's on Thursdays or something like that. Right. So for simple, right? A lot of times um, – People get overwhelmed by, oh, I don't want to create a system, and they think of, like, you know, Cisco systems or something, you know, super yes. complex. It doesn't need to be that complex, right? It really can be easy. Um, I really encourage um, my clients to do whatever works for them, right? Um, it should be documented. It should be easy for you to, to uh, do, right? So if that means you're doing a checklist, to do a checklist if that's what you're doing for now, right? And it's going to depend on what stage you're at in your business and what you're trying to create a system around, right? I mean, creating a blog post is pretty simplistic system to put in place, yet I find a lot of times that my clients don't have that, and there's just a lot of back and forth that will happen between their VA or miscommunication happens, you know, thinking that um, I remember one time, um, a client of mine said, oh, well, I put that system in place, and wow, wouldn't you know it, over the last two years, none of my um, blogs were getting posted to this one particular network. And it was interesting because that's where she got the majority of her business from. <laughs> interesting. You know, so it's like the the, the leaks can show up in all sorts of places, right? And when we start to put systems around 
what it is that we're doing, we can start to see where those leaks are. You know, um, I talk a lot about return on investment, right? There's so many different marketing things that we can do, and I find a lot of times, I'm sure as you do, that sometimes we're just like throwing the spaghetti at the wall. We're not tracking anything that we're doing. So we're not really sure what's working, what's not working. And a lot of times it comes down to not just simply not having a system in place um, to be able to track what's going on. Yeah. I remember thinking back in the day that, oh, my goodness, if you put together a system and you find out there's some problem down the line that, oh, you must have failed, you must not have planned properly. And what I've learned subsequent is that being systematic in your business and having systems is an evolving, evolutionary, live process in your business. It's going to change. It really is. Things are going to come up that you didn't think of. Things are, going to, things are going to come up that you thought you thought of. And new opportunities are going to emerge that weren't there when you were doing the original planning. And if you want to talk about throwing spaghetti at the wall, these are the folks whose primary focus is, well, let's get more traffic to my website. And people who listen to me know that the last thing that you ever want for your business is traffic to your website. That's basically a death sentence for your marketing. Uh, so why don't you give me some examples of business systems? What are some of these business systems we're talking about? So, I mean, I I like to put things in. I think there's like met. I think there's like ten main categories of systems that, regardless of what stage you're at in your business, needs to be in place in your business, right? So, okay. if you're starting out. Or if you, you know, have a multi-million dollar business, are the systems going to look different? Yeah, probably they're going to look a little bit different, right? Because just as you were talking about, they evolve over time, and that's okay. And um, what I like to say is um, these problems arise, right? At, problems arise in our business. And a lot of the time, I like to call these problems, right, gifts, right? Because they really are a gift. And the majority of the out of the out of times, like nine times out of ten, I find it's showing us where we need to put a better system in place or put a system in place to begin with. Um, so I welcome having problems, <laughs> but it shows me how I should make more money and be more profitable and be. <laughs> um... <laughs> so I just like to make that little shift in perspective, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. Now, you introduced us to the concept of having a system in place for posting your blogs and how not having a system can seriously impair your marketing because you end up not categorizing things correctly, not tagging things correctly, and then blogs mm -hmm. don't end up on networks they're supposed to end up on, which means you become invisible to these visitors you want to attract to your web pages. For those yep. who understand the difference between traffic to your website and visitors to your web pages. So can you give me some other examples of some key business systems that pretty much anybody should have in their business? I know it's going to vary depending on whether you've just made your first thousand or whether you've just made your first 10 million. But what are some mm -hmm. of the systems we should see across the board? Yeah, so I think um, the number one system, and I find that most business owners don't have this in place until they come into a problem, is having a backup system in place. So a lot of times we don't think about having any kind of system in place for, uh-oh, what if everything hits the fan and, you know, nothing is working, right? Um, right. Especially, especially now I'm a little bit of kind of a geek and with the backup systems because I've had the experience of I always had a backup system in place. And now I have like a backup system for my backup system for my backup yes. system. Because I've had the experience of my backup system failing, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So now what? You know, because technology is technology. Sometimes it, sometimes it just wants to be wonky, and it doesn't work. You know, um, I remember actually a couple of years, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when we were living in New York, which is where I'm from, we got hit by Hurricane Sandy, and right. there. We had no electricity for like a week. It was a week. We had no electricity. There was no way to go anywhere. Um, you know, there was um, 
my husband and my and my brothers were in the fire department, so we got to go up there and I could conduct some business up there. But if I didn't have a backup system in place, I wouldn't have even been able to conduct business because all of my stuff was online. So yeah, we had electricity, but there was no internet. <laughs> the internet was down, you know. Right. I could make fashion way, but. Um, it was like, oh, wow, okay, cool, I can still conduct business, I still have, you know, got to meet with my clients, and I still got to conduct sales calls, and I still was able to, um, you know, work at least, um, like, at 80% capacity, you know, without having the internet, it's pretty, um, I, you know, it's hard to think about not having the internet, <laughs> at least for me anyway, so that's one system, you know, having a backup system, in place is you know is one of the key systems that I think is really necessary no matter where you're no matter what stage you're at in your business and it is one that I find a lot of business owners don't think about until they have a disaster and then they have to pay you know sometimes tens of thousands of dollars to recover data that's been lost you know yes yes I can certainly appreciate that Hmm. Um, so I think another important business system is having a money system, you know, really being able to track the money that's flowing into your business and the money that's flowing out of your business. You know, a lot of times we don't want to necessarily think about this. I know it's just interesting. I find that a lot of solo business owners, they have a lot of um, stuff around money and don't really want to look at it, you know, um, yeah. and every you track grows, right? So I'm like, track that money, baby, because then you'll be creating more of it and more of it. And you can see where, you know, if you're not tracking your money, uh, what's going in and what's going out, and you're not really aware of what your expenses are and, you know, things like the cost of customer acquisition and things like that, or just simply um, like going through your credit card statements, and making sure that you're getting charged the right thing or canceling things that you're no longer using, you know? Right. I mean, I usually order. And, yeah, is it only a couple hundred dollars? Yeah, but it's a couple hundred dollars that gets to be in my pocketbook instead of somebody else's for stuff that I'm not even using, you know? Right. So we can well, <laughs> You know, it doesn't uh, – now, of course, like, if you're a big business and you have, you know, a multi – billion dollar business, your money system is probably going to look a little bit different than the entrepreneur who's making, you know, $100,000. Uh, but that's okay. It's the point is to just have some sort of system in place that works for you to be able to track, you know, the flow of money in and out of your business, you know? Yes, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, let me throw a great question at you here because we're talking about backups and we're talking about money and there's two things that tend to come together when we talk about backups and money. Uh, let me just paint a very brief picture for you. The website is down and we've had the third ETA that our web host promised us it would be fixed by has come and gone and still no website. Now what? <laughs> I have well, I mean but I want to hear yours. Well, I mean, I think it depends on how your business is run, right? Like, are you, um, are you, if this is how you get your customers, or this is how your customers interact with you? Like, what are you delivering to your customer? Um, what's it cost you to have a website down? Uh, let's just say the answer is a lot. Mm hmm So, I mean, what, how long can you survive? without having something in place that ensures that your business can still go on? See, these are the questions that I help people with all the time. Uh, I participate in so many discussion groups online where people say, oh, you know, I'm sick and tired of such and such hosting company, so now I'm switching to this other one. Everybody else should. And then two days later, somebody posts the same status update, but they reverse the hosting companies. So they're placing all their their faith in, well, so-and-so recommended such-and-such such hosting, and this is going to be absolutely fantastic for me. Right. But that, that leaves a lot of things out there, uh, and it assumes way 
too much. So what I've learned very quickly, and I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, what I've learned over the years in terms of websites being down and things like that, there's a few things you need to do. Number one, automatic backups. Uh, particularly if you're using mm -hmm. WordPress, there are so many plugins out there. We recommend one called Backup Creator, but there are others out there as well that will automatically back up your WordPress files and your database to Amazon. So if your website goes down or your web host tells you that, well, we're expecting to be down for three days, you can say, oh, that's nice. Go to another hosting company. That's one thing you can do. Another thing is have relationships with a couple different hosting companies, both of which allow you to do add-on domains. So if one of the hosting companies goes down and you find out that it's going to be a long time or it's at the worst possible point in your business, which means you just started your product launch, in other words, then mm -hmm. you can quickly move that website and the DNS over to the other host knowing you already have a relationship with that hosting company, you don't have to wait for their billing department, department to approve their, your credit card and then eventually send you your cPanel credentials. It's already there. Yep. Absolutely, and that's actually a practice that I have in place in my own business. Um, and I recommend to businesses that are um, primarily conduct all their business online um, that that's something that they that they need to do, you know. And it seems redundant to have to pay for two hosting companies, right? But when it comes right down to it, what is that really costing you? It's not really costing you much money when you look at the risk that you're um, potentially could lose. I mean, if your business is completely based online, what does that cost you? I know that um, somebody had came to me, one of the clients that I worked with, he came to me after he – after he, his website completely crashed, his computer completely crashed, he had no backup of his backup, right? And, mm -hmm. and the, the, like, his, his, his site was hacked, you know? I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like, even if the, comp the, web, the web hosting company isn't down, sites get hacked all the time, and then all of a sudden there's yes. garbage site and and of course there's plugins that you can do to and you know different vulnerabilities that can get exposed and things like that but i think you know i it's i think it's part of the maintenance of taking care of what you're doing and and how often do you need to back up i think that's dependent on how often you update your website you know um if it right. changes on its then you should be backing up on a daily basis and then you should be backing up, like you said, to something that allows you to back up somewhere else, like preferably in the cloud, you know, um, because what if somebody stole your computer, you know, and it was yeah. backed up on crazy like that happened, you know. Um, we don't want to think about those things, but it's. I think it's important to be diligent about what you're what, – um, you know, uh, um, allocating your resources to things that make sense and, and putting these in place. And I find a lot of times people want to cut corners like, oh, when I get big enough, I'll put those things in place. When I get big enough, when I make enough money, then I'll think about putting some of these things in place. For now, I can just get by with this, you know. And if you look, if it's that kind of thinking, um, what I always tell my clients, and I frequently have these kinds of conversations with, you know, in groups and stuff is, you need to think like the person, the business owner that you want to be, not the business owner that you are today. You know, you have to learn to make decisions from where it is that you're going, not from where you are right now, because it's really hard to make a leap in your business if you're using thinking and making decisions from a place of, well, once I get there, then I'll then I'll be able to do that. You know, once I'll be able to make that investment. Once this happens, you know, um, it, it's just I have found that it really keeps people stuck in not making any kind of forward progress in their business. In in my experience, you know, you really need to learn to make decisions from where it is that you want to go, you know, like if you're, if you want to be a million dollar business owner and right now you're a hundred thousand dollar business owner, would you be doing the things that you're doing, right? Would you put this system in place um, in your business 
Or would you say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to bother with that? Like, how do you get to the next level if you're not willing to be the person you need to be in order to be at the next level? I think that's a very good point. Uh, and I see people who do cut a lot of corners, and they find that through cutting corners, they end up spending a lot more money. Uh, generally yes. speaking, Yeah. Generally speaking, the clients of my company, uh, I mean – I, if I were to come up with an average, I would say that the average client of my company spends 200 to $300 a month just on keeping their WordPress installs and plugins updated <laughs> because they know how much money they lose when that doesn't happen and vulnerabilities yep. creep in and take down their sites or install a virus that causes pornography to show up on mobile devices when people attempt to visit their websites, especially when we have analytics statistics that show that nearly half of all website visitors to most of these sites are, in fact, coming from mobile devices. I mean, these right. are small things you need to think about. And all of the tens of thousands of dollars that get lost when your websites go down right when you're the guest presenter on a webinar with 500 viewers or <laughs> day one of your product launch or you just opened up the doors to your new event and suddenly your best prospects are being shown pornography. Yeah. Yeah. The couple hundred dollars a month for knowing that for knowing that outside of things that nobody could possibly prevent are going to be prevented is worth several tons of cure. And when you think about that, uh, even on a yearly basis, that's only a couple thousand dollars. Uh, imagine what one site outage can do. It can cost you more than $2,000 easily. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at what is a customer worth to you, um, they're probably worth more than that alone. Right. Right. I mean, think of it like think of it like insurance. I mean, do we ever not have insurance? Do we avoid insurance? Because most of the time, we don't need our insurance. In fact, we take out insurance hoping to God we never have to use it. Exactly. But boy, exactly. don't have it when you need it. And look out. Yep. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah, and I like that point. I like um, looking at it that way because it makes a lot of sense. It's like an insurance policy, you know, and that's really what – your backup system is that it's an, it's an insurance policy. Yeah, I kind of brought that up because I knew that's where you were going to lead. You were going to talk about insurance policies and how backup systems <laughs> are insurance policies. So we have about a little over 10 minutes left here, and there is something that I do want to cover here that I think is pretty important. In a very interesting roundabout sort of way, you've end up, ended up answering pretty much all of my questions. I love when we have guests like you and things just flow so naturally and we get so much great information out there just through anecdotes and stories. That's my, personally, that's my favorite way of teaching and my favorite way of learning. So what are some of the tips do you have for people to help them implement their systems? Uh, what are some of the best practices? What are some of the ways to avoid the pitfalls so that these systems not, not only work for us, but also we're getting the right systems in place as inexpensively and as quickly as possible so we spend less time editing and maintaining and more time educating and monetizing. Mm -hmm. So I think really the first step is that you need to document what it is that you're doing. Okay. You know, so whether you do that yourself or, you know, you um, work with somebody to really um, – document well what needs to happen right so if you're if you're looking at your sales process or your delivery process what is what is the process that happens when you obtain a new a new a new client right what needs to happen in order for them to be a happy client right like is there a welcome process that happens if you are a coach or a consultant, do you need to schedule an initial call with them? Do they need to get a form uh, to, you know, to be filled out? Do you, you know, do you schedule a bunch of calls? Um, do they get a gift in the mail? Like, what is what happens as soon as that sale is made? Do you have to send an agreement to them? You know, I mean, that's one of the things that I find a lot of people wait. You. you know, it's interesting because it never ceases to amaze me with the number of business owners that I've worked with over the years that um, I wouldn't even necessarily consider new business owners, you know, that are maybe making like a quarter million dollars. 
And I said, okay, so let's look at your agreements, right? Like what I consider your business foundational systems, right? Like looking at your, do you have insurance, need insurance um, for whatever it is that you're doing? Um, do you have contracts in place? Do you have a CPA, right? Like all of these right. things, like they don't think about that. And, you know, oh, I don't use agreements. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um so I guess up until now you haven't gotten sued or there hasn't been a disagreement or, you know, if we're talking about doing like high-end consulting or something like that, um, or even if you're conducting business online, you know, there are certain guidelines that you need to follow in order to even charge somebody's credit card on a regular basis that you need to have in place. And right. a lot of times I'm not even aware that that is a requirement, you know, that you need to have, if it's over a certain amount, you need to have, they don't even know what their merchant requires of them, you know, to not have a charge back and, and things like that. So it's super interesting. Um, but the first step really is documenting, well, what really needs to happen, you know, for that system to be effective. Looking at, and what I like to do is, well, document how it's working right now. What is the process that's happening right now? And then you can look and say, okay, so how does how do we improve this, right? Where can this be automated? If it's a manual process, where can it be automated? Is there a tool that can help me do it? If you start to look at, um, you know, these different areas in your business and systematizing them, is there um, – from the big picture, is there a tool that can do a bunch of different things for me? Where is it that I'm looking to go, right? That's really the next step. Like, this is where I am now. Where do I want to go? Like, where is my business growing to so that when you're putting a system in place, it makes sense now and in six months from now, not that you're ripping out a system and putting a new one in place. You know, a lot of times – um if I work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, well, why do you need all this background? Like, I'm not understanding why you need to understand what my vision is for my company. Um, if you look at it from what the vision is for your company and where it is that you're going, that helps you to be diligent about what system you're going to put in place, you know, um, because otherwise I've seen people create stuff and then have to rip it out like three months or six months later, whereas if they would have looked at the bigger picture, they would have said, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. You know, is it going to – now, sometimes it's worth it to do that, you know. Um, like, you know, a lot of times um, people want to put – they're just starting out. I don't know if you encounter this. Um, a lot of times they're just starting out. They have, right. They're not making – and – they're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna implement it, Fusion Soft. I think that's the best idea. And my goal is that I'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars or like that's what they aspire to. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that that's completely necessary to do what it is that you want to do, you know, and have that kind of startup expense. So I think there's different factors that you need to look at with putting it right. in place, but the is documenting <laughs> what it is that you're what you're doing what it looks like now. Then looking at where it is that you're going so that you can gain that perspective of what makes the most sense. And then from there, you can start to um, do some research if, you, you know, if you're not working with somebody of, well, what's the best system to accomplish this specific result? So everything is really results-oriented, right? What are, you, what are you trying to accomplish with this system, and is it effective in doing that? And how can we make it more effective? Yeah, I think there's I think that you make some really great points. And one thing I want to say very quickly before I give you an opportunity to share something with our listeners here is I just want to point out whenever I'm doing fact finding with a client or whenever I'm working with a client and I ask them for information uh that's necessary for us to do what we're supposed to be doing and they say that doesn't concern you or that's none of your concern, I say that's great, you're not my concern. We're done. <laughs> And then and then and then, and then, I, and then I just then I just wait for them to react. If they say fine, send me the files, and I say okay. Otherwise, it makes them think. Well, 
why did he just fire me as a client? Because I said this wasn't his concern. The bottom line mm-hmm. is if I'm asking, it's because I need to know. I don't really right. have time right. to just ask things out of random curiosity. It's probably pretty important to something I need to accomplish. <laughs> so uh, that's, it's really, and, and so if that is, if you're listening to this and you said to somebody lately, that's none of your concern, what you've just probably just done is you've gotten in the way at some level of having effective systems that will keep your business running smoothly and giving your people the opportunity to help you have those systems in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, there's really um, – and when we think about a, a system, right, to make it really simplified, I think about there's, like, three aspects to it. There's um, the – people that are involved in it, the tools that you're using, and then the step-by-step process that you're going through, right? So what is the process of the system? And that's like a really simplified approach to the system, but you need to, there are certain things that you need to know and having that perspective of where you're going and the bigger vision and, and what you're trying to accomplish, it, it's required in order to make sure you're making good decisions for what you're putting in place. Right. Right, absolutely. So what I'd like to do here is, uh, you know, we're very close to the top of the hour here, and, you know, I just get so excited doing these interviews, and yours has been particularly interesting to me because we talk so much about systems, and a lot of the times this turns into, well, what's the best software to use? And Mm -hmm. just very quickly, I believe the best software to use is the one that works best for your business. I know that sounds almost like a truism, but rather than just listen to what a guru tells you, I say – Find a system, determine, and I would say, actually, start from what your business needs and find the system that meets that need mm-hmm. rather than make your business fit the system because that, a lot of times that just doesn't make sense. I mean, you made the point of you know, people say, well, I just started in business yesterday. I'm waiting for my LLC paperwork, but I'm going to go ahead and sign up for Infusionsoft now. <laughs> really? Are you at the point where you need those CADMAP-like conversion funnels, and do you need mm-hmm. all that tagging and follow-up sequencing, and mm-hmm. do you plan to run an entire customer relation management system when you don't even have a customer yet? You might mm-hmm. want to start a little simpler and get there. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise that $300 a month, that could, be, that could be all the money you need to get the visitors to your web pages that will actually grow your list and get you some sales. Exactly, and then you can make the decision if you want to move to to a system like that, you know, to <laughs> to automate your marketing. It's like it's like trying to kill an ant with a fire hose. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. And Kim, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Before we go, uh, do you have? Uh, I know that some of our listeners are going to be very excited to hear what you have to say. I imagine there's some folks on the edge of their seat right now who are dying to get more information from you or to take this to the next level. So I'm going to give you the floor for just one minute. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and uh, what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Well, you can get a hold of me at KimBeckers.com, and that's that's spelled just like it sounds, Kim, K-I-M, Beckers, B-E-C-K-E-R-S.com, or you can catch me at RockYourGrowth.com. And that's pretty much it, and, of course, all over social media. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'd I'd just like to remind all of our listeners that uh, all of our guest experts have profiles at businesscreatorsradioshow.com where we have links to their social media and links to their website. I believe for Kim we're linking to rockyourgrowth.com. We are going to have a great Rock Your Growth Biz Toolkit. I encourage you to check that out. I've checked it out for myself, and I think it's absolutely fantastic, a great way to get started. So, Kim Beckers, again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please take a moment, check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and subscribe to us on iTunes. The feed is updated weekly. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.